smoking cigarettes will be banned, <coughs> excuse me, as we've been discussing, for future generations. The government's announced its smoke-free 2025 action plan yesterday. Under-14s will never be able to legally purchase tobacco in their lifetime. Tougher restrictions will hit existing smokers too, with a limit on the number of dairies selling cigarettes and the amount of nicotine allowed in cigarettes. The Dairy and Business Owners Group says this will send people to the black market to get their fix. Uh, New Zealand tobacco control expert Dr Marewa Glover is the director of the Centre of Research of Excellence and she joins me now. A very good morning to you, Dr Glover. Oh, morena, Kitty. Morena. Is this something far bolder than you ever imagined a government would initiate? It is the whole wish list that the most prohibitionist end of the spectrum have ever, ever wanted. And I, yeah, I'm, I am shocked. <laughs> are, you, are you pleased and shocked or are you shocked and cautiously no. happy? No, I'm very concerned about the unintended negative effects. Uh, the you you know there's so many different proposals there that are going to be pushed through, and I'm sure there will be a lot more hidden in the fine detail as there always is. Yeah. But let let's take um, you know the one I'm most concerned about, I guess, is the removal of nicotine, or re- they call it reducing to low levels. Well, yeah. what's actually proposed is to drop it to below a functional level, so you may as well suck on an eggplant. Yeah. That's how effective it's going to be. Right. So that's probably the most, I mean, apart from taking them all out and shooting them, taking the nicotine out of cigarettes uh, is probably the fastest way to um, get people to quit because yeah. it really will be completely ineffective. People will do things like they do in prison to get around the smoking ban Um and try and put the nicotine back in and all, all sorts. So, yes, you get this black market, you get sort of people altering the product, which, of course, could lead to other unknown risks we don't know about. And that I'm really concerned about, we've got about 450,000. We've had a great mm. drop this last year, okay. down to only 9.4% daily smoking and youth 15 to 17 are down to 1.4 percent so we kind of are there guys but you know let's just put the boot in while we can you know and yeah so 450,000 people will be thrown into cold turkey uh, the date that you can no longer get those cigarettes with you know Mm. sufficient nicotine uh, and what will happen then well I'm concerned about increased suicide rates uh, increased psychosis um, smoking among people with you know, severe mental health conditions mm-hmm. is very high yep. and they use smoking it helps with you know, self-medication, it helps them moderate mood uh, so it will make things worse for that group At the same time, it is the most, most vulnerable who are smoking who are addicted it's a terrible addiction according to those who are smokers they want to get off it many say, they just don't know how to get off it. Isn't this and, helping them? Yeah. Well, we no. Well, we have vaping, and that is working, and we're seeing that in the stats. There's a perfect inverse association because smoking's coming down as vaping comes up. So we just need to keep on with that. 
one of the barriers to people switching to vaping is the continued lies about the risks of vaping, as Honi Harawera spilled out over national TV yesterday morning, saying that vaping was as dangerous as smoking and you're going to get all the same diseases. That puts people off switching. And we, you know, we still have quite a bit of that going on. Uh, and so we need to deal with the barriers. So many people have switched over. I was absolutely amazed with the stats that came out last week that 47% of the Māori adult population, 15 plus, had tried vaping. That's more than how many smoke. So there was a lot of curiosity. A lot of people have tried it. And that has translated into these bigger drops in Māori women smoking. That's what I'm happy about. Mm. We need to keep that going. If you bring in regressive policies, that oppressive policies, taking away people's choice, that's a driver of a... It's oppressive, it's a driver of smoking. It kind of will go against what we're on the winning track now. We could just keep going that way. So you're saying that by being almost paternalistic and, you know, being very clear that they are targeting Māori and um, all ethnicities who are in socio-economically deprived areas, it's taking away their free will, it's taking away their ability to decide what's good for themselves? That's right. It's... It adds to the oppression and the marginalisation that they feel. So uh, it, it also will increase the discrimination and the the kind of demonisation. I mean, we're moving towards criminalising the smoker, especially with this fine now, and uh, it's you know it's getting tougher and. The people are feeling it. I mean, I have my study, Voices of the 5%, all the case stories are online, and we are following them through this period to 2025. Yeah. Um, you know, they feel like they talk about being treated like lepers, uh, people giving them, you know, like dirty looks. And especially among the elderly, I, I feel that... Um, there's a lack of respect and they're not being treated with dignity anymore. So things are pretty tough already. Uh, This is going to make it worse. It is like really, really trying to force people. Um, They say they're going to support people to switch to vaping. If they're going to do that, they need to address the people who are putting out the lies uh, around the world. The perception that vaping is as bad as smoking is increasing and not here yet, but we can have people like Huni Harawera going on TV and just spouting mm. that rubbish. So when it comes to the fact that Māori women are the um, highest proportion of smokers among those who are still left smoking, are you saying given time and given you know, public health funding to, to address specific um, messages to this particular group, they would of their own volition eventually give up? Exactly, it's happening, and you know we have high rates of vaping. The highest rate, proportionately, of vaping is among Māori, and we also have lots of economic groups switching to vaping. It it really is happening. We we have a success story already with only 1.4% of youth 
currently smoking. That's at least once a month. That is astounding. It puts us at world leading alongside Norway uh, with the lowest youth smoking rates in the world. So why do you imagine the government's run out of patience? Uh, This has been the plan uh, written by uh, University of Otago Group. Mm. Uh, They've had this plan for over a decade. Uh, They're intent on achieving it, um, regardless of unintended negative effects, regardless of whether it's needed or not. It's part of the the race, the, the global tobacco control race. You know, we've got to beat Australia. Oh, they've got ahead of us. Mm. And, you know, the world has changed. Uh, the new technologies, the vaping products, the world has changed and we need to move on. And and they haven't. They want what they wanted a decade ago and they're going to still go for it. And, of course, our Associate Minister of Health comes from University of Otago Medical School. Right. Interesting take on it. As always, you always offer a really interesting perspective, and I appreciate your time, Dr. Marewa Glover, Director of the Centre of Research Excellence. Thank you so much.